Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. That thing that you've left on the floor is ruining my whole entire life. Like, he bought a Dyson and <laughs> he's joined a Facebook group. <laughs> carefree, right? Never in my life have I been carefree. <laughs> anyway... Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek podcast. In this episode, we talk about the mental load, how careers differ for women and for men, and how to balance two working partners in a relationship. The idea for this episode first came about after we read an article by Aviva Wittenberg-Cox called, If You Can't Find a Spouse Who Supports Your Career, Stay Single. And the article starts like this. I was at a dinner with eight highly successful professional women recently, ranging in age from 35 to 74. Their stories were typical of research I've been conducting on dual career couples. One had just been given a huge promotional opportunity in another country, but had struggled for several months to get her spouse to agree to join her. Another had decided that to save her marriage, she would take a year-long sabbatical and go back to school, giving the family some balance and a breather from two high-powered jobs. A third had tried to work part-time for her law firm, but quickly realised she was being professionally sidelined. She opted for a doctorate instead. Her husband continued his career. When I read that, I got really angry about the woman who had to save her marriage by taking a sabbatical. Yes. That was my immediate reaction. Also, like, why does a woman have to save it? Exactly. Because mm, so realistically, when you say the word save, my instant reaction is like, well, you probably shouldn't have been there. Like, if you had to save it by doing something so grotesque to your own lifestyle, yeah. your livelihood... Uh, then it's not worth saving. Yeah. Is my thought. I mean, that, that's a really harsh thing to say as an unmarried, responsibility-less person mm-hmm. in the world. I get that all of these factors and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I hate the concept of, like, I had to save my marriage by putting everything I've worked for my entire life on the line. Like, that's yeah. just a horrible opener to me. Interesting. I don't think I thought that about it. I thought, um, like... To me, when I read it, I thought, oh, her husband has said, like, you have to pick your career or us or the family, basically. Oh, I think when I say, like, I think when I consider someone to say, like, I had to save my marriage by doing this, it's like we were doing so badly in our... I mean, I don't think it's like an ultimatum situation, but it it could have been. Mm -hmm. I think when I read it, I kind of imagined or envisioned this sort of, like, dead relationship that was, like there was no health in that sort of dynamic mm-hmm. and that in order to like bring the mental health and well-being of the family back up she needed to do that yeah like she's made a choice i guess to save the marriage mm-hmm. but yeah. i get what you mean it's either or yeah kind of the or. same yeah product. i think either, either way it's way, bad exactly yeah. either way it's bad and obviously and even though i knew because the article is called if you can't find a spouse who supports your career, stay single. So I knew what I was Getting about into. to read, but even so, that first paragraph, I was just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I hate all of these women's husbands. That's what I thought when I read it. Same. I. This sounds rude, but I think it's because I struggle to foresee a time in my life where I will be in this situation. I'm not saying I or my partner is stupid or extremely successful either way. That's not my comment. Mm-hmm. I I think that it could happen, but I struggle to see myself in a position where an ultimatum like that is a part of the question. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I feel like it's an all too well sort of known dynamic mm-hmm. where I feel like, you know, there's always an issue. And I think I've seen a lot of my friends' parents, my parents, 
um, with sort of like not a contest or a competition, but just like a pressure that comes in the relationship when both people are striving for their career. Yeah. And I think it's hard because I, I think that a lot of people um, personalize and victimize themselves on the decisions of their partner in regards to their career. Mm-hmm. So like if you're going so hard for your career, am I on the back burner? Like they, they want to be made and to be made to feel like they're the priority. Yeah. So it's in, in a way it's more of a question of like who's number one. Yeah than um deterioration or like success particularly like it's not as much about like them being ambitious as feeling like you're not the most important thing yeah yes and i guess i think i think you're right and i guess that can be kind of applied like in a wider sense not just about career because obviously the people in this article are it's a couple of people who are both very career oriented yeah and like very successful in their careers and i think that you know it could be definitely applied to a lot of different elements of the relationship it's just like who wins I yeah guess. like who gets that, to be the first that's the thing i think that people take it so personally because they see it as like a personal attack if mm-hmm. a job is selected when in reality like when we think about it and this is not me saying that the job is more important because obviously like it's a very capitalist belief in a way as well yeah but it's a passion mm-hmm. for me it's like if it's a passion then it would take precedent because you actually spend more time at your work than with your partner yeah so it's like if you get an opportunity that could define your future but this other person might not be a part of your future mm-hmm. like that's i think it's different in married couples but i feel like one of the turning points in um young relationships and one of the biggest breaking point factors is if you're dating someone in university who gets a job offer elsewhere which is a lot of the time what happens when you first graduate like mm-hmm. you have an offer that is kind of like out of reach you're going to probably pick the job because that is the it's kind of your passion and the way that you make money and sort of thrive in a career sense a lot of the time is like going to be more definitive in your life than this person that you've known for a year or two yeah and you can kind of guarantee that like if you've pursued education in that field Mm -hmm. you care about it enough to know that that's the more sort of distinct answer that you're looking for yeah i think in married couples it's different i don't really have that i don't have such a solid grasp of the opinions when it comes to children and things like that because i've never experienced it Mm -hmm. but i think that is one of the most one of the most prominent features of like why young couples break up is like one goes on exchange or one graduates and moves elsewhere or like there's these big decision-making processes and i support anyone who chooses a career first Mm -hmm. because it it, that is more guaranteed to stick to you than the person is interesting weirdly enough even though i'm very career focused Mm. i don't think i would should like if i had have had to pick that in the last couple of years i don't think i would have picked my career and moved away but i think you're in a different circumstance yeah but i think that's maybe because i know your partner yeah you've also been together for seven years now so it's already been five by the time you're saying you'd make that choice you're you're right whereas i think i consider it to be those people that like are 21 they're graduating and they get a job offer in canberra in a government department yeah and i'm like oh no on, I'm not saying, you know, that the treasury is the be-all and all. Like, I'm not saying, like, mm-hmm. that's more valuable than love. That's not my point. But I think my point is, if you've been in a relationship for under two years at that point and mm-hmm. your partner's like, stay, like, I don't think, unless you truly believe that's, like, the person you want to be with for the rest of your life. I just realised another thing that's different is, like, my boyfriend would never have 
being like, you should stay. No, that's exactly the same as me. Yeah. I struggle with it because I know I'd never be in that position. Yeah. It would be, it's more about the, like, I I guess it's, again, it's like, you know, having a partner who who understands like what's the most important for you. Mm. So I was watching this video the other day. And I've just thought about this and it's quite relevant. It was basically, it's by Hannah Witten. I'll link it in the description. And it's like the six myths. um, It's something about myths of monogamy, monogamy Mm. myths, something like that. Anyway, and one of them is that your partner should always come first. And this is, she said, you know, it's very contextual. Like, for example, say you're, you have like an anniversary dinner with your partner planned and then you get some type of opportunity at work and they need you that very evening and you have to choose between like taking this really exciting career opportunity or having a dinner with your partner because it's your anniversary she said I would always take the career opportunity because to me like yes it's an important dinner I understand it but like my partner is not going to be like I hate you no I completely I yeah I completely I I think it's hard because it's this is a weird thing that like, came to mind when you were explaining that, but it's kind of like in The Devil Wears Prada mm-hmm. um, when, and obviously that's a different situation because she's getting treated extremely poorly, yeah. but her boyfriend is getting continuously mad and like yeah. infighting with her essentially mm-hmm. because she's doing things at work and it's like, it's not her fault. Like why, yeah. like why is your cupcake delivery? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because she also said in the video, she's like, you don't like stay at work late when your partner is in the hospital no like then you leave and you go to the hospital but then sometimes like it's not really like work or career it's like what is the most important in that moment and I think that that can be like all everything all all the things we've said it can be kind of linked into the same I think it's also dependent on how much like when we say career I guess we mean like you're in a job that is something that you want to pursue yeah like you're in a like it's also hard when I think the, the devil wears Prada sort of example is like she's in a job where she couldn't leave. That's a totally different question as mm-hmm. well. Like that sucks. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what we're talking about. I guess it's like if we're in a dream position where we get this like magical opportunity at 4.30 p.m. and mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to do that, then you take it. Yeah. It's not like an example where it's like, oh, I have to do this shitty thing. Or, or I'm getting fired. Yeah. Mm. It is a kind of like passion thing yeah because i guess it's hard to say work as well because then you just think of a nine to five where you're like fucking at the desk and it's just shit yeah exactly i think it's about importance and i think i guess it becomes a bit more complicated when the partner who is in the say we've got two you know working people who are married and probably best for the example that they have children so Mm. they're at household and like caring duties that need to be done and the person who is more passionate about their career is earning less Mm. and then the person who is earning the most is kind of just like along for the ride kind of thing then it's you know if they have to make a choice as to who quits their job yeah i mean logically you would think well the higher paying person should keep working um and there have been so many times that you know i've read about and that are featured in media where the woman has quit her job because it's cost the same to have childcare. Yes. So basically she'd just be working to pay the child carer. Yeah. And in in my opinion, that is like like good for her. <laughs> like yeah. if you want to be at work, then it's you know, it's the costs kind of equal each other out. In my opinion, I'd be like, great, I'll work then and pay a babysitting service with my salary. Well I think it depends depends on the job yeah i mean if i was passionate and wanted to work i think it was like if it was my own business 
aka this yeah then i would i probably Mm -hmm. but i think also it's like i think that's hard because i don't have a baby so i don't know my feelings towards a baby yeah like i think it's more just like if i have the choice to put my child like give my child to other adults for five Mm -hmm. days a week to but i'm not actually like i think also i know that childcare is expensive but are you really not making one dollar more? That's my mm. question. I mean, some people wouldn't be, so that's awful. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I think or it, just slightly less. Or it, I think it yeah. depends on like the ratio of like profit to that. I would yeah. not work mm-hmm. if that was if it was like I was just paying for childcare. Interesting, because I'm gonna miss out on years of like hanging out with my child for a job that's just to pay. Yeah, like, that doesn't make sense to me logically. Yeah. But if it was my own business, I would definitely do it at least a few days a week. Like it depends mm. on my how passionate I am about the work. But I don't think just a job, like a career move, I would I would take the years off. Interesting. Well, but I mean, I've always been of the. I mean, the last couple of years, I've thought I'm probably going to be the person who wants to get straight back, like back to work ASAP. Mm. Um, and yeah, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it, but it is very difficult to put yourself into the situation that yes. you don't, that you're not you might familiar be surprised. with. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I'm more open to that now. I mean, a few years ago, I was just like, no, yeah, same. I'll be going back to work. But the, you know what's weird? I think it also depends. Like I was always the person that was like, oh my God, like I, I would want to go straight back to work. Like I don't even know if I ever want to have a baby. And after being in an office for over a year, I was like, oh, that maternity leave looks so good. Holy shit. And I think about it in that context and I'm like, if I'm in that sort of a role where I'm in an office, blah, 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 I'm like, oh, yeah, a year off sounds so hot, like sexy as a year off paid, like, um, well, not really, but sort of. Yeah. Whereas, like, if it was my own business, I would definitely want to get back into it. Like, I would feel like I was missing out. It depends on your role, I think. I think it's completely dependent on how much you enjoy the working experience. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. And that's kind of, again, comes back to, like, the problem becomes... It becomes a problem when there are two career-focused people. Yes, which is what this article is talking about. Yes, like exactly. people who enjoy, thrive yeah. in high-powered, high-position, high sort of like risk and... Um, high level? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Important people. Yeah. When you have two prominent, ambitious people in the workplace yes. that thrive in, in their particular career environment. Yes. And yeah. the thing that I mostly hate is just the assumption that it's going to be the woman. Like Same. I think, I mean, my boyfriend already has, like, not a very standard job. Yeah. Um, And my job is more structured. Like, I've recently left the corporate world, but it's still definitely more, like, typical in terms of But it's also more flexible. It's definitely more flexible because I work from home permanently. Um, But I think that by the time we are having kids, neither of us will be working typical jobs. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know, That it might be a positive i guess because if you're both working typical jobs then you're both unavailable nine to five monday to friday or thereabouts yes um and it becomes a problem but until like a couple of years ago it was kind of like my understanding that i would be the working person and i would be the one working nine to five in like some type of corporate role and so it would be more likely that my partner would be the one doing most of the household and childcare duties yes but since that has changed now i've my thoughts have changed i'm like well if i'm going to you know be working on my own business then i'm going to be more available and i'm going to be more flexible um but the thing that i'm like i can see a potential for me being the primary caregiver yes but the thing that i have a problem with is that it would default to me because i'm the woman yeah i could only have a problem with doing it i don't think 
because I don't have any kids, so I don't know. But I, in in theory, I'm like, I don't mind doing it, but I just don't want it to be like, well, that's up to you because you're the woman. Yeah. I think I have a personal fear because in my relationship, it kind of began on the premise. Like it, part of the early conversations were that we agreed that I would be the one who was working. Same. Yeah. And now. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. But I actually have like this inherent fear that in a few years, maybe three years, um, if I start, if I am still interviewing and kind of trying to climb a corporate ladder, which I don't believe I will be, but Mm -hmm. if I was to be, I actually have a fear that, um, interviewers and employers would uh, worry that I was a risk for maternity leave. I know that you can't legally say like, but I I worry that they subconsciously would think about it and things like that because... I mean, I am not interested for like a very long time in having a child. Yeah. But I would, I would actually be so worried about interviewing for different roles and people seeing that in me. Yeah. So I kind of hope I am, I am in a more my own business related job in a few years, mm-hmm. but it's kind of hard to see. But it is something that I do think about and concerns me because what they wouldn't know is that I'm in a relationship where the person that want, wants desperately to stay home and be paid for and cared for is it not me <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and that's again like the assumption is what bothers me yeah and i think i'm i don't know it's just because of um the way that women are raised is like even now because we live together i'm i usually take on more of the household duties yeah by default and one of the reasons is because i work at home and i'm at yeah. home much more often like literally every day i'm basically at home my entire life yeah forever please Thank bring you, back yeah. lockdown just kidding um not kidding but it's rude to say it, that yes in terms of like <laughs> staying at home krista loves yes. it i just want to be on lockdown for the rest of my life um so <laughs> that sounds so, <laughs> so i'm yeah i just i do more stuff around the house like i do the dishes more often i do the washing more often and i don't like that I think that it makes sense at the moment because my boyfriend is on a job that is much more time intensive than me. Yes. But I don't, I still don't like it. Ideally. Like, I don't know. I don't like the assumption. And I'm, this is not his fault at all. Cause it's all happening. You're scraping a dish. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you made me do this, but that's like, the problem is I, I think this is not a very popular opinion, mm. but I think that, at the moment in this generation where we have come a really long way, but it's still like bred and ingrained into us that we are the ones who should be doing all of these tasks. And, and I also think that it can be applied with like different personality types. Like you've got your people who are, you know, more uptight process driven. They want want order, which is both of us. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then you have people who are a little bit more, uh laid erratic. back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> euphemism yes a bit more I'm laid extre- back i'm highly strong i'm yeah, so uptight and highly strong about everything and I, honestly people keep trying to change me it's not gonna happen i refuse yeah. to get the stick out of my ass yeah like, no well that's i've actually tried to be relaxed but it makes like, me more stressed it, it bothers me the other day nick came home from um what was he doing working away mm. and he came back and he had two bags and he left them on the floor and then he put some other <laughs> things on the floor and then he moved his bag upstairs and left it open un- not like still packed on the floor and i was like your stuff is everywhere and he was like it's not everywhere everywhere is a bit of a and i was like 
I know that logically, but I feel as though it is everywhere because it's encroaching upon my space. Imagine so, having a baby. In the, oh, God. <laughs> so in that situation, I'm like, okay, because I remember listening to a podcast about someone talking about this because she was the one who was more laid back and like just a messy individual. Nick's not even messy. It's just that I am very uptight. Um, and her <laughs> husband was the one who's the, the neat freak. And she was like, I don't like, so every time her husband left a, sorry, every time she left a dirty cup in the sink with a tea bag in it, he was like, oh my God, you must stop doing this. It is so disrespectful that you have like messed up my kitchen. And she's like, I'm not doing it to hurt you. Yes. Like, I just don't think about Good it. Good intentions. Exactly. And this has happened like with me and basically nearly everybody I know. I'm like, why would you do such a thing? Why would you disrespect <laughs> me you know you're being ridiculous. in this way? I'm uptight, but I'm not that uptight. But they like, it's not their fault. Like, no, it's, it's in the same way that I feel like that thing that you've left on the floor is ruining my whole entire life. They have not even considered it. Even no. though every other time, like four days that week, I've been like, please don't put that thing on the floor because it bothers me. The way I always consider it is like they have like tunnel vision when they move yes. into the world. Like their tunnel vision. And I have it in different ways, mm -hmm. right? It's not in like a, uh, I mean, I'm not sure if I've said this in the pod before, but I was recently sat down. Like, I'm a clean person. Like, in terms of my friends in our household, like, I was on the upper half of clean. Yeah. I'm an uptight person in more organizational ways, but not necessarily in, like, where a bag is left. Like, that doesn't mm -hmm. bother me. What but if it has a spot? Oh, my God. <laughs> if it has a spot, it goes in the spot. But I don't have a spot for everything. How about that? Mm, okay. That's where your problems are. I lived in a share house for the past four years, so I feel like I've been broken down gradually, mm -hmm. like worn down, but it broken in. Anyway, David is cleaner than I am, and yeah. I love that about him because it means I will never have to... Like, he bought a Dyson, and he, <laughs> he's joined a Facebook group. <laughs> he's contacted Kristen about her Dyson, like, seven times. He's asked if we can come to Kristen's house to look at the Dyson, Team Dyson. ten times. <laughs> it's extremely funny, but I love it because, like, I may never vacuum again. Yeah. And that's the best thing I've ever done in my life is date yeah. this person who will ensure that I never have to vacuum again, right? Yes. But... He sat me down the other day and I realized I was this person. Like, I'm uptight, but, like, I'm unaware of what I've done to him because he sat me down. It's like, I love you. Um, this is not an attack. This is not an attack. I know you're taking this attack, Hannah, but it's not an attack. And he goes, I spend dollars extra on the Helga's brand wraps because they have a reseal. And you've cut through the reseal on my wraps just willy-nilly <laughs> to get to the wraps. And now they'll go stale. I'm like, well, that's why I buy containers, right? And it was this back and forth. You put your wraps in containers? Yeah, why not? They're... What kind of container are you buying? Like a large Tupperware? It's big enough to put the rat it, wrap you in fold flat. fold it. You don't fucking... No, no you don't fold it, <laughs> It's a wrap. It'll bend back. No, it doesn't, it's though. Not, not if it's keeping in the fridge. It kind of not gets a, a bit hard. In the pantry. I eat them all in, like, a few days. You keep your wrap in the pantry. Yeah. Like a tortilla wrap. I don't like that. <laughs> what? Oh, vote on the poll. Anyway. Um... <laughs> What? Okay, but do you know that that's the difference? Like, I haven't cut through. I haven't. So, did you not notice the no. reseal? I never buy them with reseals. I, even, I wasn't even sure that they came with reseals. I picked up the wraps and went, it'll be really helpful if I help him cook by preparing the wraps. <laughs> Holy but he would have preferred shit. you didn't help him. Yes. Yeah, I get that. So sorry for this. <laughs> never again. <laughs> that's actually. Because so, um, Nick is also very particular. 
Yeah, but it's about specific things, not about where the bag goes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But then he always loses things and he's like, I don't know where my X thing is. I'm like, well, that's because you just put it don't anywhere. Don't have a place for anything. Anyway. So my point is in all of this <laughs> yes. is that generally speaking, women have been like we have been brought up to see like oh there's a towel on the ground that should be going into the wash it's, my mum is, is the same as me though she misses it really my dad was the my mum did more housework but my dad was the cleaner person but i, I refuse to be why? that way in my relationship yeah. why is that I don't know. if you're the cleaner person as the man the woman's still doing more of the work mm, i don't know i think it's for them it was definitely because he had an ego thing interesting See, this is... I'm, Dad, if you're listening, I don't think I've ever seen you do a load of laundry in your entire life. I've been alive for 22 years and I've never seen it. Mm, Full stop. Think... Leave that in there. If you're listening, I want you to know that I, I constantly think about that. You failed. Well, see, this is... Like, uh, my dad was um, definitely not the the home... The housework person. Yeah. My mum absolutely was. And I think that even though she like made a concerted effort to raise, because I've got one sister, to raise us not in that, like yeah. not thinking that that was a woman's role at all, it's still like ingrained yes. in my mind. And it, But it's what you see. Exactly. And it's really like, I think that women have to make, women like, I, I'll just talk about myself, women like me who are in the position where we're like, I don't want this to be the default to me mm. and i hate that i am doing more housework than my boyfriend and etc yes i think you actually have to like i have actually had to make an effort to say it to him like i don't want to have i don't want to be doing more of this stuff than you and he knows that but i think that it is important that women in this position where we've kind of progressed a little way but we haven't progressed far enough is that we need to have the discussion like instead of because you hear so many women and i'm definitely not like this but women who will like go to their you know female friends and be like oh whenever he does the washing he just does it wrong so i just have to do it myself i'm always having to like clean up after him because he cleans up and he doesn't do it right and i think in that position and this is unpopular i think in that position you need to decide are you just going to let it go and let him do it improperly or are you going to do all of the work for the rest of your life? It's yeah. up to you. You have those two choices because you can't just, it's, it's so unfair of women to just think, say like, oh, my husband doesn't know how to wash the dishes properly. Like he's not a child, first of all. Mm. And like, yes, maybe you'll have to teach him something that his upbringing did not teach him. And yeah. that sucks. That's a woman's job. But unfortunately, those are the choices that you have do it or explain to him the problems that you know when i come into the kitchen i notice the dishes and i do them well this is what david's done to me with the wraps <laughs> he's decided but see, a, but see a man would never even hesitate to do that to tell a woman like you're doing this thing wrong yeah but i'll never touch them again because we Good. both decided that i did it wrong but also i'll never touch them again but i love that but it's because i think that but you know what it comes down to is that women take on the mental load. Yes, exactly. When things are done wrong, when things aren't done, yep. when things are done, they mm -hmm. take on the mental load and they always take more on of the household domestic mental load about organizational things, scheduling yes. things, all the things. Because I, th I don't know what it is. I don't know what mental thing it is about this, but we always take on like the, well, it, it's, it's like people who are perpetually late. 
They don't think about it. They don't see it. They don't see the plan. I think women have to see the plan. Yeah. They have to be like, we've got people coming out, which means this needs to get done, which means this needs to get clean, which means this blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And this sort of stuff piles up where men are like, people are coming at five. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Or it's like, oh, well, we're going over to so-and-so's for dinner. It's like, well, we didn't, do we need to bring anything? Oh, I don't know. I didn't ask. Like, why didn't you ask? It's polite to what ask. What time? Exactly. <laughs> what should we wear? Who's going? What should we bring? I don't know if they don't care. Is it because, because I also think that obviously in our relationships, it is different. Mm-hmm. I still want to know more about, I take on more of the mental load still. He just Same. takes more of the work on. Yeah. So I think my question is to men, like, what is it that, like, what what is the reason that you don't kind of hold all this, like, mental flurry about all the things that are happening mm-hmm. that, like, coincide with, like, domestic work and and bills and and just all these things that pile up in the responsibilities of life that we take on like why do women naturally take that on that's my question i don't well when you were saying that and it's not um necessary it doesn't really match for every single issue but things like oh well what do we wear what am i supposed to wear to this social event that's the social thing do i women. bring yeah it's yeah. because we know that the other women there or we feel though as though the other women that are going to judge us yeah. if we broke the rules because we're the only ones who knew that we broke the rules because the men are just like oh hello can i get a beer and they've got shorts <laughs> their options are so limited anyway exactly and it, like they don't you know they haven't been trained to care so much about like oh you don't wear thongs to this thing <laughs> i think they just don't feel this even if they have beef with other people like they just don't care like they i don't know what it is like i kind of set my partner up like okay we're going to this trip this event this thing and i'm like oh who else is going and he's like oh, i just put it out to everyone an open invite and i'm like oh what <laughs> it's like my best friend and i used to plan parties and plan the seating of where people should sit at the table before they got there because it would just make the party better yeah it actually but that's true like yeah fundamentally i think that women think about the social side of things much more and like the intricacies of that sort of stuff yeah but i think it's because like for example i don't want beef at my birthday party of two people that i don't like sitting across from me at my own birthday party or yes. people that hate each other sitting like it, it matters like placement matters consideration matters and it makes my life easier if i pre-plan these things to yeah. a t and it's it's too excessive but like if i can make my day 10 percent better by spending five minutes doing this at the start of it and this is applies to a lot of different things i think about those things a lot interesting i actually thought of a story and this happened the other day and i don't know if the people would want me to tell the story but i just won't say their names so i was like my boyfriend and i were over at um some people's house a couple (laughs) i guess yeah and we're just like chatting and the uh, with the other couple it's a heterosexual couple um the woman was saying to the man oh you're always like riding the trolley in coals and like oh. riding it down the aisles and like look i've ridden a trolley or two in my time and it's really fun sexy <laughs> <laughs> and she was like oh like you can't do that kind of thing that was kind of the conversation it was like you can't just ride the trolley like it's... oh she he rode the trolley yeah he rode the trolley and she was saying you can't just ride the trolley like it's inappropriate like you know you might run into someone or you might get in someone's way or yeah. and and he was kind of like, what, what's like, what's the problem? Like, I don't see the issue. I'm just having a bit of fun. And she was like, well, it's because, and I think, I don't remember how the conversation got to this point, but she was like, it's because women have been bred to feel like we're not allowed to take up space in the world. Mm. And you, it's just, to me, it's just like, you're taking up so much space, like 
physically and like so I metaphorically. Feel a bit anxious. It's yeah. not even necessarily about the fact that she, there's a problem with the trolley. Yes. And the problem with the act. It's about what the act represents. And exactly. Says. Yes. And I was like, this is actually quite a good metaphor. It is. Because men are just like, you know, cruising around the world, like taking up all the space they want, like oblivious. But women are just like, oh my God, like, oh, you just like went really close to that old lady. Oh, she probably felt uncomfortable. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, I don't even know if I should tell this, but I think I'm going to. Because I, I think it's an odd thing and people who listen to this may disagree with me and that's good because I think it's like an interesting story as well. I've told you this. Is that one night I was going to travel on the train to my partner's house, which is like an hour away. And he had plans that night to go out with friends. And I said, oh, okay, like that train station isn't really safe, but it's okay. You have the plans already and I'm the one who's chosen to go down late. So like, I know, I know you had the plan, so I'll just order an Uber, like, I'll just like ring you in between or something, you know, sort of thing, like, just mm-hmm. because I do feel unsafe there. Yeah. But it was like, going to be like 11pm on a Friday night that I got there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, during the day, the plans fell through for him on his end. And I was like, oh, that's great. Like, now you can pick me up and I'll feel safe. So and you can, I, he can be there at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like, oh all worries gone Mm -hmm. anyway this is like (laughs) lunchtime carefree right (laughs) never in my life have i been carefree (laughs) anyway keep moving through the day i get on the train and he reveals to me that he's decided to get drunk at his house for zero reason and play monopoly so did you find (laughs) this out when you were on the train yes oh i found it out just before i went on the train okay and i was like quite upset because, and this is, I know it's ridiculous. I know he had the plans. I think it's because the plan then in my mind became me. So the yep. organization around it changed and I felt relaxed about the scary situation I thought I was going to enter into. Mm-hmm. My annoyance was that he drinks every weekend. That's that's okay. That's, I accept that. Like His life. Yep. His life. I don't dictate that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's because then I thought the plan had become in a sense my safe arrival yeah (laughs) and then the plan changed to oh but i wanted to have and it wasn't even like drunk it was like five drinks to the point where he just couldn't drive yeah and i was like and you want to play monopoly with the people you live with and get drunk with every single weekend for the past two years Mm -hmm. three times a weekend like it just got to me because i was like the plan changed for like something that was like not worth a plan yeah and that was my problem was like you've cancelled our plans by default but not communicated that to me until it, like it was happening yes. and it couldn't be reversed yeah because i wasn't told until it was too late yeah and then i was like well i'm a bit upset and he was like but it's my friday night and i was like but yes you me. yeah <laughs> but it's just because mentally i take on this load of like being worried about the safety thing mm-hmm. and then being like oh my god it doesn't even matter anymore like and i'd completely let go of that fear and like replan for that mm-hmm. and the plan then again changed to you're not the priority yeah and it's not about the fact that i need to be put number one it's about the fact that it was like changed for like a reason that i thought was not as important yeah but then it was kind of like he went and sold it to a bunch of people it's like she wouldn't let me drink on my friday night and it wasn't really like that he sold it to one person who was his sister and yeah. i was like do you have to do that to me please i <laughs> <laughs> tell him mate i don't care but tell your sister like i i care about her opinion and it's like i think about it and i realized when i explained it to you or someone else i think and they said to me it's because men don't take on that load of ever mm. being in fear of like 
being at a train on a train at night yeah. it was also because at the time there was um four drunk men in my carriage yeah and i tried to leave them and two followed me so it was like ex- it was exacerbated by the fact that i genuinely was like very afraid yeah and that's not his fault mm-hmm. but i think it shows something about like i actually don't even know if i want this to be included but i think i do I think it says a lot about the mental loading that women carry this burden with them at all times. Yes. And even if I was being um, sort of oppressive and trying to dictate his Friday night, which is unfair of me, I do think I had logical reason to do that because I was taking on this mental load of like, one, the organization of the day, mm-hmm. and then two, the fact that it, like the plan had changed and it put me in a really risky position, or at yeah. least it felt like that to me, but he couldn't even understand what I was communicating. Yeah. Because he's never felt like that. Exactly. And it's basically impossible to explain that because like in his head it's like oh hannah doesn't want me to drink on a friday night yes but it's which is a fair thing to think from yeah the, like, it, but it also yes like like what i guess you could argue like what else would you think yes <laughs> because if you're someone who doesn't even also like you know david is like a large yes. like both of our boyfriends like large people who honestly probably would no one would ever try to attack them. yes that's what i constantly <laughs> think no one would ever try to attack them. And exactly the, and the other outlier of this is the train station is kind of out of the way and mm-hmm. it, there's no cabs there. So right. the Uber took like 15 minutes and there was no other women there. Yeah. So it was like, and I, again, it's hard because I also chose to travel down there, but it was because he needed me to attend an event with him the next day. Yeah. So it was like, I did choose to leave late that night because I had scheduled things in mm-hmm. like a dinner and things, but. It, I think you were here. I was. I was going to say a dinner because it sound cool, but I'm not cool. I was here recording a podcast. Yeah, we were podcasting. It was after work and we yeah, had to get yeah. stuff done. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's an interesting thing because it's like, it's things that one partner doesn't have to think about. Mm. And I think that's an example of like this mental load that is taken on by women who don't really understand why they've taken it on. Exactly. And it is really frustrating. Like I know, I can't think of any specific examples, but there have been plenty where I have tried to explain that yeah. and not even just to my boyfriend, just to any type of man. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard to, because in my, if I was in your situation, there would be part like, in you know a state of like fear i would be like and i didn't even want to come down here because i want only coming down to see that's to do what this i said event it was with awful. him and blah 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 like that would be my even though it's like you go further i i decided to come to the event yeah with him and it will be enjoyable and i yes. wanted to come and that is not got anything to do with the issue but when you're in that kind of state it's just like i don't even want to be in this position that i'm in mm. which i'm is making me scared yes and now i'm angry and who can i be angry at yes. my boyfriend <laughs> but <laughs> actually it's not logical but like props it's... to him he like he knew like once i explained it to him he was like i get i understand what i don't understand yeah and very good about that sort of stuff like mm-hmm. i comp- like there was no fault like once i got there and i got to his house i was like completely fine once we had the discussion like i literally was halfway on the train i was like maybe i should just go home mm-hmm. maybe i should just get off and go home yeah and then he was like do not do that because it will be worse if you do that which is completely fair that's yeah. i was prepared. yeah you would have been enraged the whole time i know <laughs> i would have had this instantaneous reaction that caused like a genuine divide yeah but instead i was like grow up you will survive but then I, part of me was like, well, if but I also die like, in that Uber, I'm, he'll I was feel bad say, forever. Literally, I was yeah. going to say, like, some, like, when you said, like, I will survive, it's like, 
genuinely people do not survive that which is why we have the fear yes it, so, it's a genuine fear i think the other thing is like i part of me does go around saying i'm six foot two what man would attack me but then in <laughs> positions where i'm like i'm nervous i'm like how dare you have five drinks and do this to me <laughs> so i know there's a lot of layers here that's unfair yeah i get what, what i get why i'm wrong yeah. but i really get why he's wrong <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and i mean i think that too because of my stature like i'm short but i'm muscly so a lot of the times i'm like well like i think i feel like i feel a bit safer than a lot of other women feel yes because i don't know you i think you have a tall personality Kristen. thank you so much i mean there's still like you could you could throw genuine you could you could respond genuinely to a man attacking you i could i could but still like i've been training for seven years Mm. and most men could still easily attack me. Yes. Which is so rude and makes me really angry. But your angry. response could injure someone enough to buy you 10 seconds. I, like, exactly. You know, that's and this is, this is more mental load. Like, what man ever thinks of these things? No. You know what I constantly think? <laughs> they would look at me and not attack me, but if one decided to, I'd be done for because I can't lift 11 kilos above my head for fuck's sake. <laughs> I've tried and I have to sit down afterwards. <laughs> so I know in my... Like, my only protector is the fact that I'm huge. Well, my protector is the fact that sometimes, particularly in winter at night, I'm like, maybe I look like a boy, hopefully. <laughs> like that's if I'm wearing like a hoodie and like looser fitting pants, like track pants, I'm like, hopefully people just think I'm a boy, then I'm safe. Isn't that crazy? This has really gone on a tangent, hasn't it? But it, but it's so but it's like all it's... these things that we think about, like even the fact that we're here, like probably. I mean, even if I go back a couple of years, because I'm 27 now, so I guess I'm like you know, in, like, the window of people who are thinking about having kids. But, like, for... You're not really. Thank you. (laughs) Um, For, like, the last seven years, I've been, like, how are my eggs going? Really? Like, what's happening? I need to get my career going because I need to put away at least, like, a decade in a career before I take time off because otherwise I'll be done for and I'll be off the ladder and I won't be able to come back. Like, I think about all these things and I don't know... I honestly don't know any man who has ever thought about this stuff. No, I actually do think, I think about it in terms of like, I need this many years banked. Yeah. I need this much money banked. Mm-hmm. I need this position banked. I need to be in a really safe job by the time I want to take my maternity leave. Like, yes. All that, I think about all that stuff. And that that's actually re- irrespective of whether I'm dating someone. Like I would have yeah, a child no, by myself not... as well. Like it's yeah. not about the person I'm dating or where I'm at. No, exactly. I'm constantly planning a solo expedition into parenthood if I want. <laughs> like it, that, that's, that, that's okay. Like yeah. I, I I want to do that, but I want to be called, I want to be a successful, ambitious, career-driven person in whatever capacity that is. But I also want a child, and it does. The man isn't in that equation. I want yeah. those things for myself, and I think about it a lot. Like I agree, like the years. The, I think sometimes about the eggs. I had this thought the other day, and it was a really weird one. It left me a bit stranded in my own mind for a couple of hours, where I thought, what if I was pregnant now mm-hmm. by accident, and then I wanted to have an abortion, but I was told that I was infertile and this was like a very rare pregnancy yeah oh my god i think about that often actually Do you? and yes. i thought would i keep it on the premise that i probably would never have another child again and yeah. i would like i i don't want one mm-hmm. but what if i was only given this opportunity yeah i actually know someone who got pregnant by accident and kept a child because of that reason and she was young i think she was like 22 it's really interesting because i probably would keep it yeah but it would define the course of my life yeah i don't know what i would do but there's all these things that like strike you like 
I'm moving through the world. I have no idea if I'm fertile or not. Yeah. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. I have no clue if I'll ever be able to have a child. I mean, there's a lot of women who know that they can't and, like, by some miracle can sometimes or mm-hmm. never can. But, like, as someone who's been on the contraceptive pill for, like, years, I always think, like, what if I'm infertile and I've been taking this pill that's been, like, obstructing my joy mm-hmm. for years, my libido, my joy, all of these things and taking it from me and then I never needed it in the first place or, yeah. like, you know, all these things, like... I think about that all the time. Also, the sacrifice we make, like, I was taking the pill to help my skin mm-hmm. and instead I got depression for like a few months like it just doesn't like i just think about all these things that we weigh up as like what's valuable to us and this is a conversation i've had this this exact conversation with quite a few women and i have never met a woman who's like oh that's weird i've never thought about that yeah i completely i don't know we we operate in similar circles exactly i i mean like i just want to know like how and i know we're talking about men in a blanket way and i know uh, like, i know they're I all know. individuals if our partners the if, they, if they listen to this i'll be like guys not all of us we get it we get it um but surely we're mostly talking about them i think that most women <laughs> would relate to things like this yeah exactly but like i just like how do you know i'm kind of shocked that all women don't have insomnia I feel exhausted all the time and then I wondered how I'd feel with a baby. Like, I, I think, think I have low iron levels. I think that it's, like, some part of me reala- thinks, like, maybe if you have a baby, you're so exhausted that you can't think about this stuff. Would that be helpful? I don't I also know, sometimes maybe. wonder, like, would we listen back to an episode like this in our 30s or 40s and think, oh, shit, we were so highly strung then? Probably. I've, I've calmed down already. Yeah. And I'm only, yeah, 27. Yeah. I, I became more highly strung, I think, in my 20s. Like probably, I think it's when you realize the full weight of the world once yeah. you kind of get a job and start. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Also, like type A first child. Yep. Hello. Exhausting. With control issues. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm all of the above. I've de- yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely calmed, like relaxed a bit. And I also like I notice this difference when I interact with my sister who is 24, um, and she is still kind of at the stage where she's like kind of horrified by the injustice of the world mm. and when she she's like did you know that blah 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 and i'm just like well i didn't know that but that's certainly checks out yeah. standard of it's course cynical. that would happen yeah exactly yeah. so i wonder if like do you become more cynical about these things or do you kind of move past and like well you know that's the world and i'll just do my own thing <laughs> And why are we the ones thinking about it is the main question. It's a bit hard to ask this question because I don't think either of us would be in the position slash we couldn't imagine ourselves in the position. But if you were in the place where you had to kind of make a choice between your career or your partner's career. My career. (laughs) (laughs) My question was actually going to be like, what would you do? Not what would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not in a position where, like, I don't think I'll have to make that choice in the next decade. Yeah. But that's purely, that's not me saying my partner shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he listens to this. No, it's because he's just gone back to uni. He's just gone to uni, essentially. Yeah. So I've got, like, as someone who's graduated and climbing, 
by virtue of the fact that he would not finish for like three years and Mm -hmm. then start climbing like we probably like i mean he'll climb faster because he's a dude yeah (laughs) but we would only really be equal in like a decade say like that would only start to equalize like our kind of goals and trajectory at that point yeah i would be slowed down if i had a child sort of thing at that Mm -hmm. point so i don't think i have to make that choice because i think he's quite happy to stay at home yeah i think that it depends it depends on the offer for example Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, he was going for president. Yeah, (laughs) He was going for governor. I'm not saying that's more important than what she does, but it's like if my partner was like, I'm going to make a political run, Mm -hmm. and they were saying, it's not that I don't want you to do your job, but like you're working in the oil industry and I'm greens, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I'd probably consider a career change. Because I think, I mean, one, I'm ethically inclined and I would never work, you know, but, but you know what I mean? Like in that sort of situation, I can imagine myself looking elsewhere so I can align with them and their values and their aspirations if it's doable for me mm-hmm. to still, like, have career goals and achieve. If it was like them saying, I need you to stay home, I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. No way. There's no way. I actually um, just thought of this. And this is, I don't know what kind of take I'm going to have on this, but I'll just say what happened. Basically, I was looking into, like, those cool um like global leadership master's degrees oh yeah and uq has one that's it's between like you do half of it you you do yeah half of it at uq in brisbane and then you do the other half at one of their sister universities overseas yeah and there's one in like italy south of france canada anyway and i have an italian passport and i was like oh my god that could be really cool to do one day um you'd have to pay for it up front by the way it's seventy five thousand dollars. oh my god yep no hex and I was like, oh, that would be cool to like live in, it's in Milan, to like live in Milan for a year. And I like really excitedly told Nick about this. And in my head, it was a plan. Obviously it's not. And he's just, I was like, don't you think that sounds cool? And he's just like, what would I do oh. in Milan? And I was like, what? You would do something. <laughs> would you- like I hadn't even, cons- like I genuinely, I had a man moment apparently. I was just like, oh, that's a weird thing to say. Like, why wouldn't you just be excited that you're in Italy with me? <laughs> <laughs> but... That's rare for that. That is rare for a woman to go through yeah. those emotions and not consider what your partner would do. Yeah, and I, like I heard, I I mean, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people are like this, but I just like got into this like rabbit hole of this degree. I do the same thing. And with I degrees. planned my whole. What I was literally looking at how much apartments cost in Milan. That's how far I'd gone into it. And I was like, yep, I'm going to do this. And that sounds really good. And I'd already looked into all the other unis. I decided the one in Milan made the most sense because mm. of my passport. And I was like, oh, and I can learn Italian again because I used to know a bit of Italian when I was a kid. It's gone now. And like in my head, it was like, I was like, obviously Nick's going to be coming with me. Yeah, yeah. So he was distance. in the plan. But, but you didn't know where. No, I didn't know. I was like, he'll I don't. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out on his own. Mm, that's quite <laughs> interesting. I... I thought about applying for a fellowship overseas this year. I mean, I didn't because of COVID, because I thought that's not going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. But I thought that I would go if I got an offer. And I thought about it for a couple of days, and I didn't say it today. And I thought, and I thought, and I thought. And the reason I didn't apply was because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But I did think, like, if I got it, what would happen? And I thought really hard about it. And I was like, I'd probably go... I'm at the stage in my relationship where, like, he's got a lot of aspirations and he's at university. He's just started university. Like, I couldn't ask. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't ask him to leave. Mm -hmm. But I would probably go for the year. Yeah. 
and then maybe come back for a month in between or something and like mm-hmm. I'm not sure what we do but I thought about it a lot and I thought maybe in five years I could do that and he'd come because I'd be on full time it's a salaried like oh, cool. job mm-hmm. but I thought about it a lot and I was like I don't, I don't think I'd get this I think it's a stretch but like on the off chance what would I do and I thought about it really hard for a couple of days and then I didn't apply and I didn't apply because I knew I couldn't afford the flights and things because of COVID and mm-hmm. the, the place it was in was much worse off than us so it'd be actually dangerous yeah the US. Yep. <laughs> but I thought about it for a while and I thought it's actually not the time. I think I would I would rather do this when we could both go because that would mm-hmm. be more enjoyable because I think I would miss him. Yeah. But I think he would come with me just not yeah, like this second. I know, disgusting. <laughs> but I, I would go when it would suit both of us. Yeah. But I, but I would expect that we would go. Yeah, I actually feel the same way. Yeah. I Like I envis... I mean, now with America, I'm kind of like, hmm... I don't know, but I always kind of thought like I would like to live in New York for a year or two. Yeah, same. And I the four would... children. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> exactly. Children. And I would assume that Nick would be coming along. Yes. with me. But I have again. We're taking them though, isn't it? In both situations. <laughs> exactly. not... Again, I haven't thought about what he would do. <laughs> so... You know what's weird though? Because now that I'm thinking about this, if David came to me and said, "I've got this job," and this sounds really bad on me, if I've got this job, it's in another country. It depends where it is, mm-hmm. but I think I would genuinely, I think it's because like the concept is that I'm getting the job and forging the path and he's like, yeah. that sounds fun. Yeah. But if someone turned to me and expected me to say, that sounds fun, I'm coming too, I would freak out. Like, what's my plan? Yes, exactly. And that's why I think it's so, like, it's so kind of contradictory to everything we've said until now. Yes. That we've both, but it's, and we are both like very career driven yes. people, but I don't think I would like it if, although actually... Nick talked about doing a program in Sydney Mm. and I was like, I'd go to Sydney. Yeah. But I think that I, like one of the reasons was because there are lots of PR jobs in Sydney. Yeah. And it's only for two years and it's just Sydney. Like it's not that far away. Yeah, it's not. Well, I mean, I told David we were doing this topic today and like focusing on this article and he was like, are you going to tell everyone that I'm moving to Brisbane for you? And I was like, it's it's a 40 minute drive. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks this is like, I mean, thank you, David, for moving to Brisbane for mm-hmm. me. But to me, I'm like, I just moved from Orange to Brisbane just because I thought it'd be fun. Like, it, yeah. moving is fun to me. Like, the, the concept of like a new place and like mm-hmm. restarting and doing something huge is always been like thrilling to me. Like, that's my extreme sport. Yeah. I'm never jumping out of a plane, but I love throwing myself into an opportunity where I know no one. But that's cool to me. Okay. I don't like to do that. I do have jumped out of a plane, though. But so. you would move to New York. Like, yeah, I'd move to New York. But would you move to the Gold Coast? No. That's the problem. I told him that. Yeah. But it's it's not me saying, well, you have to just follow me. But if he lived in Melbourne, I'd be like, that sounds cool. Okay. It's about the place. It's about the location. Yeah. But there's no the thing is, is that he's moving to Brisbane on the premise that there's more opportunities for me and I have a full-time job. Mm, yeah. Um, but, and he doesn't, and he's studying and he's studying by distance. So there's no sort of like... Thing holding him to... Yeah. Yes. But there's not like in when he graduates there will be no opportunity there for him either so i can't logistically if you found us just totally relatable and quirky come back next wednesday for a new episode until then head to cheekmedia.com.au to tide you over until then bye